mindfulness mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. I'm Bruce Langford, and well, it's Easter. It's Easter Sunday, so if you celebrate Easter, happy Easter weekend to you. And if you don't, I hope you're having a fantastic weekend anyway. If you've listened to any of my solo episodes before, you've heard me say that journaling and writing, in my opinion, is very therapeutic. It's helpful. It helps you work through things. It's really an incredible experience, which is related to mindfulness very much so. And it helps you become clear in your goals and figure out how to achieve them. And scientists have actually done quite a bit of research on this topic, and they believe that it's it's more effective, interestingly, to use pen and paper than it is to type your thoughts on a computer keyboard. And because I love typing, and I I typed from the time I was, you know, a young kid pretty much, I I always love to just sit down to the keyboard and type, and it feels therapeutic to me. But I know that some people, scientists included, say that there's a connection between the brain and the pen when we write our thoughts down on paper. So take it as you like. You know, if, if you are more comfortable... Uh, at a keyboard, and that's your way of journaling. I personally don't see anything wrong with it, but I just wanted to to put that out there. That is something that is said sometimes that it's better to to write with a pen on paper. Sometimes it can be challenging to get started with your journaling, and so many people give up because they don't know how to begin. They just don't know how to start with it, and you know, if you don't know how to begin, then wow, you can just kind of feel like you have to give up. You just don't know where to go with it. But here are some suggestions. Find a comfortable place to do your writing where you feel good in that spot. Maybe it's it's just a comfortable room or a comfortable little area. Maybe there's lots of light flowing in or maybe it's darker and maybe you feel more... Uh, you know, just that cozy feeling of of being in a, a really comfortable little place. Anyway, also, make sure you give yourself the time to do it. Give yourself permission that, hey, I'm going to take 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, and I'm going to give myself permission to take this time for me And by doing this, it's not only going to benefit me, it will benefit all of the other people in my life. That's how this works. But I know that you kind of feel like at the time, probably that you're doing it for you. So give yourself permission. And here's the third thing. Begin by taking three deep breaths. Just get comfortable in your spot and just take in a deep breath. I like to to take in a deep breath through my nose and just relax and let it out slowly and do this two more times and then simply write down the first thing that comes into your mind. doesn't matter what it is, just simply write down the first thing and that might be it. It might be there's nothing coming out. I don't know what to write. It could be just anything at all. When I was a kid, I used to keep a diary. And my dad liked to write, and he would write entries in his journal every day. And so I remember him suggesting to me, he'd say, Hey, Bruce, you know, why don't you keep a diary? Why don't you jot down a few notes from each day? He was a farmer, so he was particularly interested in the weather. And it truly mattered in his work. So 
As a result, he became an expert at reading the sky, and he was particularly intrigued by what he could learn from the sunsets. He learned so much by watching the sun and and the moon too. I think he learned a lot from that. He just he became an expert at the sky. And our farm was not too far from where I live now, but close to the Great Lakes, in the area of the Great Lakes. And in this area, the weather changes a lot because it's affected by the Great Lake waters. And, you know, forecasters and weather people try their best to predict what the weather's going to do in this area. And they're often not correct. But it used to be my dad that was way more often on the mark than any weather people we heard on on the radio or on TV. So it was just interesting how he developed such a skill just by doing it, just by watching the sky. And then the next day he'd think, oh, what what was that sky like last night? Oh, yeah, that sunset was a certain way. And and then he, he started to associate that sunset and the, the way the sun looked as to what the weather was going to be. And so he was particularly intrigued by what he could learn from the sunsets. He was usually sleeping in the morning when the sun came up because he wasn't an early riser. Very often, uh, my four brothers, my two sisters, my mom, very often we'd be up getting ready for our day, but he'd be still sleeping. Uh, but he did love to watch the sun go down. And when he retired and moved to town, he bought a home with windows that faced the west. And even though he was in town, it was kind of on the edge of the town. And and there was just a big field out there. And so he could watch the sun go down. And, and sometimes he would take a lawn chair out to the back of his property and just sit there and just watch that sun go down. And Wow, how much he appreciated being able to do that. It was this beautiful open view to watch the sun go down every night. And uh, then he'd write in his in his diary about his thoughts and about the weather and just a few a few lines. I think this was therapy for him. I remember spending time with him before he died a couple of years ago. He was, you know, he was sitting in his chair exactly where he'd been sitting for hours and it would be getting dark outside and he could see the sun going down over the horizon the sky would turn from this vibrant red or this beautiful shade of gold this just stunning stunning look and then all of a sudden very quickly it would be this haunting dark gray and become quickly dark and and uh you know i remember a certain time when i was out there sitting with him and he suddenly heard something rattle in the other room and it it was kind of like my my cat silver you know he was kind of like that because he would startle easily all of a sudden he'd be like he'd do this little jump just like my cat it's just a little skittish you know my my mom walked into the room and then we both realized she'd rattled the silverware drawer in the kitchen getting out a spoon to, to stir a drink she was bringing him something like that anyway i'm sure my dad is the reason that I like to write so much and that I believe in it so much. It's therapy for me too. Now, another person who believes that writing is therapy is Dr. James W. Pennebaker. That's P-E-N-N-E-B 
B-A-K-E-R. I'm trusting that's how he pronounces his name, Penn Baker. He's a professor at the University of Texas, and he's done research on writing as therapy. He explains why journaling and writing can be so beneficial to your mental health. He says that after all the research he's done, he's absolutely sure that the act of self-expression is therapeutic. And in mindfulness circles, we truly believe that. And I'm sure you've, you've heard that before from different people if you've been exploring mindfulness. Well, Dr. Penbaker is someone who's convinced, like I said earlier, that using pen and paper is more therapeutic than typing on a computer. He says, quote, expressive writing helps you process what happened in your life, but it also does something about how you feel right now. He compares writing with dancing, and I find this very interesting. He says that conversations are like dances. Two people effortlessly move in step with one another, usually anticipating the other person's next move. Now, after carrying out a number of studies on journaling, he said that it became clear to him that writing was a far more important and powerful tool for healing than anyone had ever imagined before. Writing and journaling has been used for centuries to help people achieve clarity in their goals. And one of the benefits is that it helps us get our thoughts straight and clear. It helps helps us bring clarity into our lives so that we can make better decisions about what we want and how to achieve those things. Well, I've put together five easy steps for getting started with journaling or writing. And by now, you know that I really like listicles. These are called listicles, you know, when you make a a little list, four, five, or six reasons why or ways to do something. Well, here's a, a listicle. Five steps for getting started with journaling or writing. And number one, now it may seem obvious, but number one, start with a pen or pencil. I already mentioned that, yeah, I do like to sit at the keyboard and type, but I also like to do cursive writing, and I like to have a pen that feels really good. So my first recommendation is to, you know, find a pen or a pencil, if you like to write with a pencil, that feels really comfortable and makes you feel good when you use it. When I was younger, I used to draw and color, and and I found I just... Now, I didn't think this way then, but I, I, I just lived in the moment when I was coloring some kind of a, an intricate picture or something. And it really meant a lot to me to choose the colors and not go over the lines. And I'm talking, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, I, I had a lot of coloring books and I took great pride in finishing a page. I had all my pens and pencils and markers, colored pencils. And some of my, they were some of my most important possessions, I think, when I think back. I suggest that you find a special pen or pencil that you truly like, just one that feels perfect in your hand and you just enjoy the way it the way it feels. Number 2, open your journal and write the date on the top of the page. Do you have a special journal? If you don't, you'll find lots on Amazon or in a store that carries that that sort of thing. Make sure you always keep a journal. Make sure you always keep your journal in a special place so that you never have to wonder where you've left it. That's that's what I think. I think, you know, just kind of have this place for your journal and have this place where you do your journaling. And that's what works for me anyway. So that's a recommendation. 
Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm just going to cut in here. Have you ever struggled with being stuck? with feeling like you want to move forward and it just isn't happening. Maybe you are are just feeling really frustrated in your business. Maybe you're feeling lonely and isolated. Maybe you're filled with anxiety. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. Maybe it's about a habit that you just can't break. You can't lose weight or you, you're trying to quit smoking and it's just not happening. Well, I coach people just like you and I help you through hypnosis. I'm a certified hypnotist and I would love to have an opportunity to work with you to help you. It's a five session package for most people that have these kinds of issues. Give me a an email. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and let's jump on a call and let's talk about what I can do to help you move forward, make changes, and live a better, more contented, happier life. You can do it. So send me an email and let's get started. I have a half price offer available because I'm doing a beta launch. I've already worked with some people on this and it is just met with incredible success. So I encourage you to move forward, make a change in your life and make things happen. Now back to the show. Number three, write three things you're grateful for today. Don't overthink it. Just write the first thing that comes into your mind, even if it seems trivial or painfully obvious. Just write three things that you're grateful for because that, that's a way to get started. And gratitude to me is incredibly important, especially when you commit these, these ideas to paper. Number four, try writing about something that makes you uncomfortable. Now, this might seem counterintuitive, but it, I really find this is helpful. This is usually an easy way to get the words flowing because we can usually think of something that sort of rubs us the wrong way. We can think of something that's irritating. We can think of something that makes us uncomfortable. These these can be thoughts or feelings or memories, and it's just... I think really simple to think of things that are irritating. It'll get you started and then you can switch over to something more positive. Like my next point. My next point, number five, is write out five goals for this week that'll make you happy when they're achieved. Don't put unnecessary pressure on yourself, but just choose goals that that you'll definitely enjoy achieving, even if you automatically do them every day. The purpose here is not to make you feel stressed, but to build your writing confidence, to make it so that you enjoy the process. And that's really important to enjoy the process. Dr. Penbaker says that, the, and this is quote Dr. Penbaker, he says, the act of not discussing or confiding the event with another may be more damaging than having experienced the event in the first place. And the reason I mention this is because maybe you had a negative event. Maybe you had something happen uh, recently that did rub you the wrong way. Well, write about it. Write, write it down. And here's what I encourage you to do. Over the next five days, I'd like you to write about your deepest emotions and thoughts about the most upsetting experience in your life. Just really let go 
and explore your feelings and thoughts about it. In your writing, you might tie this experience to your childhood, your relationship with your parents, people you've loved or love now, or, or it might be even related to your career. How is this experience related to who you would like to become, who you have been in the past, or who you are now? And I know that as soon as I say these things, you think, oh yeah, mindfulness, right? That's about mindfulness, the past, the present, the future. After doing this for five days, I bet you'll be surprised how your perspective on life has changed. I'd love it if you sent me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and let me know how this journaling activity worked for you. Because, you know, I, I just really thrive on, on hearing feedback from you, Mindful Tribe, and I get emails on a regular basis, and I really appreciate it. So just put in the subject line, five-day challenge, five-day challenge. And in case you're sitting there thinking, oh, what am I supposed to do for five days? I'll just go over it. Uh, over the next five days, write about your deepest emotions and thoughts about the most upsetting experience in your life. And just let those feelings and thoughts come out onto the paper. And like I said, the experience can be related to childhood or a relationship, whatever. But just, just let it pour out. Just let it happen. There are other benefits of journaling that I haven't mentioned yet. Writing down a series of events can help you remember something important. If you're anything like me, <laughs> this is the way I usually think. I usually think, oh, I'll remember this thing that happened. Oh, yeah, I'll remember the details. And then a day later, I'm struggling to remember the details. And so I, I'm learning, you know, Bruce, write it down. Even if you think you're going to remember it all, write it down. And your subconscious mind will know that you no longer have to remember all the details because you've written it down, you've recorded it. So then it sort of gives your subconscious mind a break. Now, there is one benefit that can be achieved through writing therapy, which few people realize, few people know about it, and that is healing from trauma. Now, many people have had trauma in their lives. And whether you call it trauma or not, you know, you may have experienced some trauma in your life. Maybe, you know, as, as somebody I was recently interviewing, she said their home burned down. And then I think she said like three weeks later, someone else's home burned down, her mother's, or I can't remember the exact details, but these things can be traumatic events. And they can have a huge long-term and sometimes permanent impact on your life. And there's a study that found participants who wrote for 15 minutes for four days in a row showed significant progress when compared with those doing other activities like watching TV or reading magazines. And this is a study by Penn Baker and Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H, J.W. Smythe. And he, the two of them actually, wrote a book called Opening Up by Writing It Down. And I'll put the link in my show notes, mindfulnessmode.com. But here's the name of the book again, Opening Up by Writing It Down. And the subtitle is The Healing Power of Expressive Writing. So I haven't read this book yet but it sounds like a great book. It really does. 
And so he has done so much work about writing and how writing helps work through our emotions and can help with our stress and can uh, boost immune functioning in patients with HIV, AIDS, with people who suffer from asthma and arthritis. That's what some of his research has shown. There's even been research showing, now get this, Penn Baker has done research showing that biopsy wounds heal more quickly in patients who journal. So that would be an interesting study to look at. So as I wrap this up today about journaling and how it can truly help you and make a difference in your life, I'm still thinking about my dad sitting in his old worn chair, watching the sunset through this huge west-facing window in his sitting room there. He was a man of few words, but a lot of those words that did cross his mind ended up in one of his journals. And he had a lot of trauma to write about in his life because he experienced so much loss. Like, for instance, the loss of his mother when he was a young teenager. And then his stepmother, whom he loved dearly, fell dead onto the kitchen floor of a stroke. And he was right there. And I think he was 18 years old. And he picked her up in his arms and he carried her to her bed. And oh my gosh, like he told me, this now he didn't talk about this ever while we were growing up or even when I was an adult it wasn't until until those final last few months really when he started really sharing a lot more with me and he told me about that and I just can't even imagine the pain he must have suffered and I'm only giving you a couple of examples. I mean, he lived through the depression and he and his dad were on their own trying to make a go of it. And his dad just said to him, Charlie, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to find a wife. And they were just struggling so much and they needed help. And that was one of the solutions I think that his dad came up with. And and my, my dad went to the little village that was like about a mile away and and he he made acquaintance with a, a girl that lived there that was close to his age and they got married and that's that's the story of my dad and my mom and how things got started and wow it's it's just really interesting to think about his stories and and so on but you know I just can't imagine the pain that he went through at different times in his life and and never talked about it never seemed to share it not until the end of his life anyway that he started sharing these things with me anyway I'll end with another quote from Dr. Penbaker he said the the findings the emotional findings suggest that to gain the most benefit from writing about life's traumas acknowledge the negative but celebrate the positive. So I think that's really important. Acknowledge the negative. Don't pretend it didn't happen. Don't think, oh, I don't want to write about that. I don't want to think about that. You know, acknowledge the negative, but celebrate the positive. And this is another thing he said. He said, holding back our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors can place people at risk for minor and major diseases. And this is based on some of his research, too. So, so there's yet another reason to make journaling your new habit. 
uh, really big deal reason too, isn't it? Thanks so much for listening today. And I hope you're enjoying my solo episodes that I'm publishing on Mondays. And I hope you're still enjoying my interviews that I'm publishing on Thursdays. Just appreciate you so much, Mindful Tribe, for being a listener. And just remember to practice mindfulness and allow yourself to, like I say, reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Erica Flint's Cascade Hypnosis Center for being our valued sponsor. Hey, Erica, we really appreciate you, and Erica is a terrific teacher of hypnosis, and I know that because I am a graduate of her program. Now, if you're a healer or a coach or a counselor or someone who just loves helping people, Consider the powerful results that can be achieved with hypnosis. You can become a hypnotist, just like I did. Contact the team over at CascadeHypnosisCenter.com. And if you'd like to work with me and break through some of those mind blocks, maybe lose weight, maybe quit smoking, maybe it's something else, I would be so thrilled to work with you. Don't put it off. Do it right now. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. That's bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we will get you on track and we will help you to move toward the goals that you've always wanted to achieve. So now take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.